0: Check, 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 it's the Cannabis Coffee Hour, I'm gonna talk for about an hour, I have some coffee here, it's not a showering outside, there's some sun, there's some coffee, I have some work to do, but I wanted to make sure I got this podcast out for you, cause I love doing it, love talking to myself love doing this with somebody else sometimes i have a guest sometimes it's just me but let me tell you i'm gonna keep it simple one two three i have a cup of coffee i nibbled on a little bit of an edible that's my new move uh is um I'm doing a lot more micro dosing and some major dosing too but uh, during the daytime I'm not huffing somebody gave me a bunch of like weed uh, edible um, and I trust the person and it's not super powerful but you know it's definitely got a punch if you're into edibles it's de- or if you're scared of edibles I would be careful. Um, But I've known, I've noticed with myself over the years, being around cannabis, um, you know, just a little bit. Like, for me, little is more. uh, When you have more, it doesn't feel like you don't have enough. Um, I've been listening to this other philosopher lately. Instead of being so anxious and running around, I've been uh, listening to this one cat. It's uh, you know it's definitely on the line of Bruce Lee, but it's it's like one of the oldest um, let's see here one of the oldest uh, uh, philosophers in Zen philosophy um. What is that one? Let me see if I can look at it. I had it on my phone, and I was listening to it today. I was been out at, late at night, so this is the new thing I've been stretching to, but uh, I've been really digging it. Um, and I think it may help some people out there if you're, if you're kind of going through, I don't know. I feel maybe it's my own awakening, but I do feel on like a cultural level, like everybody I talk to, everybody's kind of processing a lot of this stuff um, the same way, but I want to give a shout out to this dude, and this is like, oh, the Tao T. Ching, the Book of the Way, man, this, there's a whole audio version of this, um, and it just reads off this super old book, and it's more about the art of nothing, and how to be connected to the whole, and how you can't have tall without sharp, you, you can't have tall without short, and you can't have long, it's just, it's really about, you know, a lot of the stuff that everybody else builds on, but I think just taking, you know, lessons from all of these people that have lived all these different types of lives, and just kind of let it work with you, but that's what I've been working on, it's more not being anxious, it's more about, you know, a lot of it, is just letting the universe, it's more about letting the universe play out. And the art of doing nothing, meaning don't, you know, that whole idea of Zen philosophy of non-attachment. But I did, I mean, the thing is, is talking about it kind of ruins it. I don't know. There is, there's, uh, so I don't want to go way too deep on this podcast about it. I'd rather just try to use you know, some of the philosophies in my life. And that's kind of what um, I've been doing on stage. I want to give a shout out. I did a show on Tuesday and a listener of the podcast and a fan of my stand-up came out to this and I didn't advertise it. It was a 420 show at this place called the Creek in the Cave in Long Island City and it was a super pot friendly show the audience was as high as a kite um and it was late at night and it's being taped for a release that's going to be coming out on 420. so they had like seven to ten comics but i had to close the show that was the only thing uh so they asked me to do it so i said yeah all right let's do it all i have to do all i have to do is do like seven to ten minutes all i'm doing is recording if i was a rap artist I'd be, i'm recording a hot 16 i'm just doing a feature track on this album um they had a host they had a bunch of comedians It was a man you know it was like industry shit there were some managers involved there's a label involved the only thing with these albums is like anybody really can do them it's more about the pra- it's all about the packaging and then the promotion but these guys have you know uh, uh, an invested interest to make this compilation album that's being released right on 420 you know drawing all of our fans from all different places but um they asked me to close so i had to go on way late at night and it wasn't like the most ideal situation because usually with those type of weed shows like the crowd gets tired and off because everybody's high, and it's like a random, and it was like rainy, it was out, but it ended up being just an amazing, amazing dope show and night, and I had to close, and I didn't fight it, you know? It just wasn't the best case scenario, but I didn't fight it, and even my first joke didn't really go over that well, but I didn't fight it. I didn't panic. I kind of just let things happen And over the next, like, 10 minutes, like, somehow I just found my gear, found my placing, and bam, I had a great set. Everybody involved. I closed out this really difficult show. In terms of technically, it's fun. You think it's going to be fun. It sounds great. It is fun. It is great. But if you're doing stand-up, it's like, it's a very precise, not precise, but to do it right, you just got to have all the elements right. And that's what you're kind of playing with. I think that's it with sports or your job but the thing is life is never perfect like the setup is never perfect so the more you're willing to use whatever's like coming at you and accepting it fully like just accepting like hey i gotta go on very last and I got there early, so I was just hanging out for, like, two hours at the venue, watching all these other comedians, and, you know, all different skill levels, and vibes, and the audience is, like, you know, all over the place, because everybody, it's a weed show, so everybody's super high, Um, but I just accepted it, and I've been in this situation before, and, you know, for me, I felt like, It was a great success and a lot of fun. And it was. That's what it was. That was exciting. And then last night, I did the same thing. Like, I've been so rigid to be like, oh, i got to get a tape. i got to get something to get on a late night show. But when I'm really just having fun up there and just being myself, and that's a lot of this uh, philosophy that I've been listening to is... um, you know, you you can't look at competition like competition is good. Like you want to like you want to be around the best people that are doing what you want to do. But at the same time, you don't want to be in competition with them. You want to be in competition with yourself always. And people will respect you more. Um, at least that's what I'm pulling from. Um, the what is it called? I, I get it. I get it. Oh, the Tao Te Ching, the Book of the Way, man, Tao Te Ching. This dude was supposedly like the oldest guy in the village. Like he lived beyond years and he was always quiet. And he was, the the story goes, he was about to leave this village because it just got, it got like gentrified or (laughs) I don't know what happened. But, you know, he's just been around, he's seen everything. He talks about governments, he talks about groups of people, he talks about family, and he relates it all in these really simple forms of thinking and, you know, meditation. And uh, it's helped me relax and just try to let things happen. You know, you kind of just want to move towards that goal, And kind of let it all happen, you know. Um, The same thing, you know, I've been talking about legalization of Herb for years. You know, I started stand-up comedy on 1999. In 2003, I was on Last Comic Standing, and I talked, I was, I remember it was a huge deal with the suits, because I was talking about legalization on primetime TV. Now, nowadays, that's not that big of a deal, but 15... I don't know even how many years that is now. 17 years ago, you know, it was still kind of like, ah, what is this dude talking about? And you see that with Bernie Sanders right now. Not to go into politics, but it's hard not to, man. Everything's going that direction. But it's like he's always been this fringe weirdo, and now everybody's like, um, I think he's kind of making some sense. Uh, I voted for him on the last one, and then I voted... not to go, I don't know, I just don't want to... Everything seems to be dominated by politics that I don't... Especially with the Democratic thing, because I kind of like Warren, I kind of like Bernie, I kind of like whoever's going to win, whoever's going to legalize cannabis is where I'm leading. And uh, Bernie's definitely... The Democratic Party has always been, you know, kind of at least better pro-cannabis than anybody else. Maybe the Libertarian, I guess but are, are, is that a party is that a, i think it is but i don't know not, see this is how you get trapped in the game of politics you start slowly crawling down and down and down not down but it's just not a facet of my imagination that i want to fully engage in the drama of it all like i'd rather but i know it's intelligent to do that and i think there's people engaged in that and i think you know i do that by voting and you know you're not going to change any at least i'm not in a place where i want to preach that's the other thing with that that philosophy is like if you just do you people will dig it if it's authentic you know and I think that's where Bernie Sanders is at, is like, he's not perfect, <laughs> but he's, uh, he's you know, he is who he is, and that's who he's been. And the same thing with Trump, man. You know, he is who he is, and it's not like anything <laughs> surprises anybody that he breaks out. It's like, I don't know, I see those guys kind of the yin and yang, and maybe one has to happen for the other. But, you know, with all this stuff, I'm trying to go back to being grateful grateful to be alive it's interesting these times as much as these viruses and and um you know some of these wars popping off like there's just always been global drama and yeah it is i think environmentally um yeah there's some scary shit going down for sure but you gotta just vote for me you gotta vote where you vote Try to work on purse. I've been good. I've been being better. I still use the Bodega bag sometimes. I'm getting better, but I'm putting shit in my pockets. I'm carrying the bag around. Um, but it's. I think it's definitely got to be more of a global thing, and that's why I think cannabis would help the environmental movement in terms of replacing paper. You know, bringing in different types of jobs. They even can make plastics out of cannabis, you know, that's more environmentally, um, more environmentally stable and in, in sustainable than regular plastics. I mean, the book, I mean, I won't even go through it, but, um, but the book, the guy that was a hundred percent ahead of his time was Jack Herrera, who just went through like just his whole book is the emperor's, is not wearing clothes um and I got to meet him he was nice um but he was kind of a rock they, they you know all these guys are kind of you know everybody kind of he was kind of a rock star in his own thing he's written some major books um and uh 1985 yeah he was just ahead of his time and then he just was always around the cannabis movement, always was around those high times, events. Um, but he talks a lot about, Jack Carr about um, the environmental aspects of legalizing cannabis. Um, in hemp, the use of hemp. But, you know, all this stuff, you know, people can kind of shoot down in some ways. Um, As, oh, those dumb stoners, what do they know? Uh, But at the same time, man, I think, you know, in terms of mental and happiness, um, it should just be around. I don't know, that's where I... Same thing with coffee. Um, I got some good coffee. This is, uh, I just went through all those Peruvian beans... I went to Costco, and this is how much coffee I got, like, this two-pound bag of coffee beans, and it lasted me um, about a week and a half. (laughs) I've been crushing, like, two things of, uh, I've been crushing, like, two French presses a uh, day, which is, is a little too much. I woke up, I ate, like, five empanadas yesterday, and then I had this big cup of, Cold brew that I like. I, I didn't finish the French press yesterday, so I put a big cup of coffee in the refrigerator. It's just that I go out at night and then I have to get up. I don't drink alcohol, don't do Coke, don't do Adderall, don't do. I pretty much just stretch, work out, eat a little bit of cannabis after shows. Like, if it's just the hang, like, yeah, that's my beer. That's uh, if I'm hitting a joint and then I go have some seltzer. Um, that's kind of my go-tos right these days. And I know I'm not fucking weird. I've been doing this for, like, 20 years, and now everybody's drinking fucking seltzer water with booze in it. I mean, booze is good. It, there is a time and place. There's a time and place for everything. And, uh, I'm just happy to be alive. I'm happy that life is flowing. I'm happy that I'm just, like, awakening like, it, but you have to work on it like every day that's the weird thing moment to moment almost is just how you react to stuff appreciating things looking back looking not trying to look back i kind of this other that that philosophy book was like try to look at things as layers and that's what i was talking being gratified like this morning i was just like think about all the layers i've been through and all the layers i've pulled away and all the layers all you know i've i have lived, a, you know, a while and i've just been through you know like just like every you just like everybody listening but doesn't it trip you out if when you look back like in 5 year clumps or even 3 year clumps or even 2 year clumps you just see you know different shit and how it's stacked and how it all And you're like, where did this all come from, you know? Um, Oh, this is Mexican Altura beans. Those Peruvian beans were really good. These are really good. I just powered through that coffee, and then I had to grab some more, so I just went to my grocery store and got the brown bag of the hard beans, crushed it up in the electric, zoom, 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 zoom. And then uh, French pressed it out. Now I'm rocking a cup of that. Um, was out late last night. And I had one of the best sets of my life performed. If you're coming out, come out to see me. Oh, another thing that um, the book of the way was, a lot of it was like when to stop and when to pull back and when to like, one of the things I said, if you sharpen, a knife long enough it will eventually get blunt and that made sense to me like if you overdo your art there's sometimes a help it's like you should work and then you should drop it and walk away from it and it's not you you know and that's how i feel with my comp my comedy has just always been about me on stage and having as much fun and getting big laughs and trying to do it in a cool and creative way because it's, like, super saturated, but at the same time being myself. But, you know, I do notice, like, if I'm doing too much of it, it gets dull and rigid, you know? So I I don't know. I'm finding a healthy balance. the same thing with weed, you know? That's what I've learned in life is, like, less weed is more a simpler life is almost a richer life you know you look at some of these super gazillionaires and i would like to have some i I just want a tree house and maybe a buffalo and a couple llamas and uh maybe an assistant to help out with the dailies and then but at the same time if you keep things simple and all those things kind of add up all these people with these Super complex lives, grossing a ton of money, which is fine. I do want a ton. I meditate about having a ton of money. Uh, And it's coming. I can feel it's coming. I don't know if it, I mean, I just, you know, you know the gig. I want enough to buy a sandwich whenever I want to buy a sandwich. And a good type of sandwich, you know. I want some salmon. I want the, (laughs) you know, I want the salmon. I want the good shit. I've always been about the good shit. But I don't need a lot of it. Just enough! Uh, Chuck Brown. Uh, Chuck Brown is, a, if you want to Google something about music, is Chuck Brown is DC, go, go, Washington, DC, where I was born and raised. I did not go to high school in DC. That's my big um, people call, you know. And then I, I went to high school in Virginia, in Lynchburg, Virginia. Went to high school and then I grew up in Buena Vista, Virginia, for a big hunk of my childhood. But I always had was born and raised in D.C. till I was about ten, and then we moved back to we moved to Virginia when I was ten. Then we moved back when we moved to Virginia. I stayed there till I was like sixteen, and then we moved back to D.C. But I always just had go go and I you know trouble funk. It was just a part of the city. Like when hip hop popped off, how big hip hop is. Think about how big hip hop that is just how big GoGo was. Not I mean, it wasn't on mainstream radio. It was just like if you were into funky ass beats, you had to listen to some go go, because it was the funkiest, you know. It definitely was. It is some of the funkiest shit out there. I mean, it's almost so funky that, you know, just I think yeah. Just people that aren't into the funk, anger, it's just too much. Um, but Chuck Brown had, uh, we need money, MasterCard, Visa, American Express. I got no problem with the credit cards, but the cash is the best. But we said, I need money. Talk about money, money, money. Check out that song. Oh, and he just talks about, I don't need a ton of it, I just need enough. I think everybody just wants to have enough. But that's the thing about greed, it's like, it, it, there was a cool Richard Pryor there's a Richard Pryor talking about capitalism about you know just like success is sometimes as dangerous as failure. That's another thing I've been listening to the book of the way and I've seen that happen with people that have gotten very successful. You know, it just it, shit gets complicated. Um and keeping it simple is, is just the key. That's what I love about doing this podcast. I'm literally Recording this with a lava mic, um, I ate an end of an edible, and then I am having some coffee, and I'm having absolutely the time of my life. I really enjoy, enjoy being alone. I love, not all the time, I love my family, I love people, I love friends, but I'm just not one of those cats that wigs out alone. Like I could fucking hang with myself for a while. Um, especially when it's cold out. <laughs> especially when i got podcasts to do and I'm working, I'm punching up this guy's script. Um, yo, Jordan, this dude, uh, I'm punching up that script you asked me to do. Shout out to you if you're listening. Um, but uh, I am I did, I'm staying out late, so then I'm not working out as hard. I went to the gym twice and I, uh, we, I tweaked my knee. It's just weird. Like, you really... The balances, you know, you just gotta, I gained a little bit of weight and then I went to the gym and I tweaked my knee a little bit and then I gotta back off and heal up and then I gotta make sure I'm not eating too many biscuits. Um, I went nuts on these empanadas. I had to to get back in my head there for a minute because I was hungry and then I got to like 3 o'clock and I hadn't eaten anything except for my uh, peanut butter banana smoothie in the morning. And then I had this big Tupperware of empanadas and uh, leftover from the dinner before. And I just ate, like, five of them cold with hot sauce. just to, And just, like, just Pac-Manned out on these motherfuckers. And, uh, yeah, it kind of threw me off for the rest of the night. But then, by the time I got on stage, then I had a show last night. Man, I, I had maybe one of the... I've said that before. I've had it. I just... I just had a really good time on stage. And I think it's because I've been meditating, I've been listening to myself perform and then watching other people's, you know, approach and then kind of just going back to why I started it out. And why I started out doing stand-up was there was something in me that said, dude, you gotta go do this, or you gonna go fucking. Nut- you at least try it. So there was something, and I remember it distinctly. Like it wouldn't let me be. But I don't know if I manifest that myself or not. But that was in my twenties, and that's when I first did my first open mic in 1999, and I was just fucking hooked, and I was like, this is what I'm doing, let's do it, and now it's 20 years later, and you know, I've done a lot of great tours, um, I've performed a lot of great shows, uh, made some money, um, would like to do movies, would like to do, uh, would like to just start selling more tickets, so come out to the shows, I'll give, uh, some dates up soon, I'm working on a couple, uh, big, big, uh, west coast states that i'll let you know about I'm, i got santa cruz tentatively in the books and then san francisco i'm coming back for you here soon and uh and then i want to get up to humboldt i love it up there i did a I did a college gig way back in the day i think i've talked about this before and that's what i love about california I, I did chico state in 2004 and it was me sarah silverman in um Nick, um, yeah, was I did a college gig with Sarah Silverman, but it was like right up at Humboldt, but I remember I was driving from LA, and uh, Nick Swartzen, yeah, it was me, Nick Swartzen, and Sarah Silverman at Chico State in 2004, and it was a fun gig, but I remember my car broke down, like the carburetor just like busted out. And I was in the, I literally was in a town called Lost Valley in California. It was between San Francisco and L.A. If anybody knows that, and it wasn't on Route 1. It was on whatever that other one is that it's just a straight highway. But it's literally like some um, crazy shit. Um, Not that it's just a bunch of small little towns. Um, It was a bunch of little small little towns. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy about the internet. You can just look up that gig. Um, That was a major gig, but I just remember like my car busted right on the way there and I literally had to sleep in my car in front of a garage. Like in the middle of this, it was like a barn. Like this dude drove me in his tractor trailer. I had to call AAA And he drove me, it was a tow truck. And he was like, well, listen, everybody's closed right now. It was like, you know, one o'clock. I was gonna drive through the night and get up there in the morning was my plan. And then my car broke down in the middle of the night and the tow truck drove me to a barn um, that they had a mechanic that got there early in the morning. So that's what happened. I woke up, I slept in my car, but when I woke up, literally a taco truck, one of the best taco trucks with a canopy, was parked like right next to me, and they were serving breakfast burritos. I would never forget how good this burrito, somebody had a breakfast burrito the other night. Somebody, I was at this gig, and somebody had a breakfast burrito, I was like, does it have potatoes in it? And he was like, it doesn't. I was like, yeah, you can't have a breakfast, then this place, this taco truck, they had horchata and they had potatoes in the breakfast burrito. If you're gonna do a breakfast burrito, that means tortilla, some scrambled eggs, some onions, some salsa, some avocado. You gotta put some potatoes in there, like the hash brown. You gotta get the that starchiness. That's the power move. That's what makes it the kablam kabloom. And that taco truck, and it was like it was like, you know just a straight-up old-school California taco truck just opened up there, and I remember eating a breakfast burrito that was slamming, and then the dude fixed my car, like, in 45 minutes, and I was on my way to the gig, and I made the gig, and I made the day, and uh, it was a bit... It was stressful, because I didn't... That was, like, one of the bigger gigs I had at that time, and I was gonna make rent and all that because of it, but... Um, For a minute there I thought I was going to miss out on the gig because my car broke down in the middle of nowhere and I didn't know what to do, but the universe has a way and that was just one of those times that I felt the way. And the less you get nervous, it's such a trick, man. It's such a trick not to get nervous about it all because life is overwhelming. It's all so overwhelming, all the bills and lives and personalities and your personal health and coronaviruses and pop culture, you know, coffee. There's a a lot going on. Um, I just want to make sure we're still recording. Oh, yeah, we're doing great. Uh, MasterCard, these and then I've been listening to, so I got this 420 album coming out that's not, it's just a couple of tracks. I did, I did like three or four jokes. I did some shit that I wasn't going to do. I kind of lived in the moment. It was a weird crowd, but also cool, and they were stoned, and everybody else was doing kind of different. I just went oddball. I just went oddball, and then I told the story of me being arrested. Um in 2007 in new york when i had to do three nights in the tombs for a half a roach that's a true story that's a true fucking story i did and that i'm not and that's not i'm normal that's like 50 percent. anybody that's kind of normal you know somebody that you know kind of drinks beers after work and kind of smokes pot um they all have that story like one out of every other person has that story like new york has never been a pro weed town it I mean, people do smoke weed, but it's such a hustle town that it goes kind of against the, the San Francisco. Now, that's a great weed town. Um, California is in general, but there's a darkness to California. There's a darkness in everything. There's a lightness and dark. That's the book of the way, and that's why it's, it's saying more, don't judge it, experience it. there's some dogs barking out there I don't have a dog uh, I love dogs I love animals um, getting a purebred dog always seemed a little bit weird but if I was gonna get one I'd like a boxer or a, uh, a burn Burmese mountain dog I like the colors on those things I like those guys but uh the thing about dogs is picking up shit man um, which I don't mind and that there's a zenness to picking up shit. There really is to that to picking up like dog shit on the ground. Like if you're a dog owner in New York, you definitely learn to zen it out picking up some dog shit cuz you just, today there was like this cute dog I was walking and I was like oh and and but it was cold it was in the morning and it just took the nastiest shit right in front of everybody. There was a bunch of people on the sidewalk and this like you know, nice lady just went down with her fucking plastic bag with her bodega bag. But now they're going to become biodegradable. But that was the one thing you could recycle bodega bags with is t- picking up dog shit. Um, you didn't feel as bad. You're like, at least I'm using this for something. Cause, uh, but not really, cause you're just wrapping something. I mean, shit is part of the earth. You know, it is pretty just nutrients and dirt and You know, everything that we're made, you know, kind of run through our stomach lining and then comes out the end. So just getting burned up with all that crazy stomach acid that we have in our stomach. The whole process of being a human, like eating, then the food going down to your stomach, riding along this fucking crazy system of intestines with all these different fucking acids and shit, breaking everything down, creating that to make energy and then you shit out, you know, the food, it's it's pretty fucking fascinating. But, it's all biodegradable, I mean, but the only thing, if you shit, like, things get funky, the shit's gotta go somewhere. <laughs> it's just gotta go to a landfill, or, I don't know, we could talk about that process all day long. Um, but I was just thinking about, like, sustainability a lot lately, and the planet, and, um, You know, this global warming shit's fucking popping off. I don't know. It is. That's the only thing is I've been to Alaska. And if you go up to Alaska, I mean, there's, like, the most red, like, Republican dudes that are from there. The most redneck dudes. But they'll tell you, like, that side of the glacier was never brown. Like, that's just a fact. (laughs) You know? Eventually, you know, that shit, we got to take care of that shit. But... I do think things happen and then other stuff opens up because of those things a lot of that's the way you know almost just trying to experience it but also feeling in yourself what can i do at the right time oh man um I've been shaving a lot. (laughs) Shaving's a pain in the ass. I mean, but I like a clean, shaven face. I don't like beard. Yeah, having a beard and growing it out, it does make sense, especially as you get older. Like, I get why David Letterman has that. I get Zach out. I get these dudes, because shaving's a pain in the ass. But I got enough hair. I kind of like it cleaned up. My hair on my head is just always crazy. You can't control that shit. It's super grown out now. Um, I've been doing, I've been meditating really good. I've been writing. I've been performing. um, And uh, I have to say it's been all helping me. I still haven't gotten to that fucking guitar. But I got like three projects right on the, one is the music project that I've been talking about. I gotta finish that up. The second is this uh, other show that I'm writing. I got like three shows that I'm writing with different people. And I'm not sure if they're going on tele, this is just what you do. You write and then you try to figure out who's pitching, what's happening, and there's a whole hustle on that side But a lot of it's you got to do it to do it. That's what I thought about this podcast. Because a part of me was like, ah, maybe I'll just blow it off this week. You know, maybe I'll just... But I'm not about blowing it off. And I believe in this podcast. And I love doing this podcast. I love you listening to this podcast. RIP Pop Smoke. Um, That was this... I've been listening to a lot of new hip-hop, too. Pop Smoke died, and that was this 20-year-old Brooklyn. I didn't even know him until he died. That's the crazy thing. I don't know if I talked about this on the last episode. But uh, I didn't know about him. And then he died, and then I looked him up, and I was like, oh, this guy's from Brooklyn. Oh, my God, he's pretty good. He had this, like, 50-cent type voice. But this new type of hip-hop, and it's super violent, is the thing, is uh, called Drill drill rap drill music and uh i think fetty wop started it's just kind of like trap but a little bit harder i think that's what Six Nine, his kate it kind of all it's kind of all like i'm gonna shoot you i'm gonna shoot you i'm gonna fuck this chick i'm gonna fuck your chick i'm gonna shoot you i'm eating zans i'm drinking lean and you know what i think all of that is and but the energy of this cat was cool, man, as much as his music was like, you know, not in the vibe, you know, very violent, you know, kind of definitely influenced by 50 Cent, and there's something about 50 Cent that his style, his sound, I don't know if it's this Queens, Jamaican thing, um, it has like this simplistic yet cool complexity to it, And that's what I saw this influence is the same thing with Pop Smoke is it has this cool, simple complexity to it. Uh, It's grimy, but yet he kind of knows he's being grimy and he has some self-awareness. That's what I kind of drew on it. And that's a lot of New Yorkers have. They're a lot more smarter. New Yorkers are smart cats. They have self-awareness, but they also understand the grind. And uh, you gotta make some cash. Um, so I th- I th- with like trap rap, even punk rock and the older you get, you're like, oh, these kids are fucking, you know, doing the wrong thing or they're going down. The-. But a lot of it, it comes down to nonconformity and, and anger at the establishment. And rebellion is good, but positive rebellion is what you wanna do. And that's why Bob Marley is just magnifying, you know, over the years. That's why Jesus is just, whoa, boom, it's just a super positive rebellion. Negative rebellion can achieve power, you know, and do in it uh, definitely a lot of tension. It could fuck some shit up. But over the years, people are like, man, fuck Hitler. <laughs> people were like, fuck Hitler before, but man, it's just like any of those cats, man. Anybody, you know, dealing in that amount of power to inflict that much hurt into people just because they think a certain way. That's where judgment comes in, you know, it just starts stacking. And you just got to accept the now. And that's the book of the way was to accepting even good people and bad people. Just accept whoever's in front of you, accept that person with all your love. And even if they're evil or, you know, don't, don't go for the okey-doke. Don't do some sucker shit. But at the same time, don't be, don't be scared to, make, to move around the universe. Don't be scared to, you know, talk to anybody, kick it with anybody. That's always been my goal. I find people, I, if I hang out with a certain type of people for too long, I get bored. I always, even in high school, I moved amongst them lunch tables, <laughs> you know. And in comedy, I do the same shit. I'm never like the king of the table, but I'm welcome at all tables. <laughs> that, I mean, I think that's the epitome of cool. That's what I, but I would like a little bit more dough, just like everybody. But at the same time, I've had an awesome life. I look back on the layers and like, oh, shit. And I look at this moment, like I get to do this podcast. I don't even, 10 years ago, I didn't even know you could do this shit. I didn't even know what a smartphone was. But now I'm making beats, I'm releasing another music album, I was on a television show, you know, it's all it's all happening, it's all manifesting, but I'm but I also am, you know, I do think being a rebel is great, but not you see it now a lot, people just falling in line, you know I'm a little bit wary of that. When I, when, I, when I think it's just too much of a trend going on or a little bit too much of a power scope, I think that's, you know, Trump is definitely that. You just got to step back and be like, okay, what, are these people really thinking consciously? Or are they in their ego trip, you know? Um, but I have been like meditating like 20 minutes a row in a row. Like I do find like great solace in that. And I've been doing my Tibetan what is it, the five rites? but I've been mixing that up a little bit. Cuz I tweaked my knee and one of the things is like you got to be on your knees and open up your ch- and I was like, I don't know. I went back to my old school open up my breast. There's a move where you like sit on your knees and you go all the way back and it's literally opening up your heart. A lot of it's opening your heart. When you have an open heart, It doesn't mean you have to be a sucker for some bullshit. It just means that you're fucking not afraid to be yourself and you're 100% in the moment. And that is the hardest and easiest thing all at the same time. That's the trip, man. That is the trip. And I think cannabis does help you get there. But if it doesn't, if it's not working with what you're working with, then step away, my man uh, or girl, or whatever. Feel whatever you're feeling right now, and then do that. But there was a part of me that I was like, should I do this podcast? But I do believe in practice. In these these podcasts are, you know, you know, my practicing talking, practicing philosophizing, uh, drinking coffee, being funny. Letting whatever's gonna happen is gonna happen. There's the radiator acting up again. It's not acting up. Right now I'm dealing with a dishwasher. We got a dishwasher, but it's fucking, break it down, I've been Googling all, and I even did the YouTube, I had the tutorial, I went through all of it, almost got it fixed, and it's still, ugh. If it's not one thing, it's the other, and that's why you can't really trip that hard. Because, you know, there's always gonna be things jumping around. In terms of like, oh, I got to a safe place, that's the weird thing is that I think peace is like up ahead. And that's what I'm trying to concentrate on, is just finding peace in my heart right now, you know. I got this awesome peppermint, whoa, herb farm moisturizing lip balm. There's no weed in this, but it's a, one of my favorite ones. You can't diss on lavender, even though as feminine as it might be, man. Uh, It does calm your soul. That's the one thing. If you have some lavender, it can calm your anxiousness. It's nice to have it, if you're a writer and you're always hustling, it's nice to have a little bit of a lavender uh, lip therapy close by. But I hope everybody's being cool. Hope you're being healthy. Um, There's a lot of funky germs out there, so watch it. Wash your hands. Wash your ass. Um, Spread love. Be yourself, have a coffee, have a puff if you want, do your thing, I love you.